you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and this is Man Blues. In this week's show, it's all about me. Okay, why? What do I mean about it being all about me? Well, the problem I have, or one of the many problems I have, because this is episode 45 in a series of episodes about my man blues, um, and to be fair, some of the subjects that I'm discussing in this podcast, they are subjects that are given to me by things that I see around. They are subjects that are hard to avoid. For instance, the episode where I talked about you know horrible men making it harder for everybody by being horrible. Those are examples I see all over the place. However, in this episode, I want to talk specifically about self-appreciation. It's something I don't do very well, and that in itself is is just a perfect example. I mean, that's essentially what I've just said about myself is, is a critique. It's a criticism. I'm at my most comfortable criticizing myself. I'm not very comfortable talking about how good I am. And I don't just mean, you know, what a great person I am. I mean, how, how good I am at things. For instance, I've been playing the guitar for the better part of 20-odd years, probably even longer. I can't be bothered to do the maths right now. 30 years, maybe. And in those 30 years, I've come to a stage where I can feel comfortable-ish telling people that I play the guitar. But when they come to me with a counter-question of, how good are you? I go, eh, I'm all right. But I suppose, in a way, I'm more than all right, because... I'm adept enough with the guitar that I've been able to write over 300 songs. I'm also quite good with chord changes, chord progressions, I can hear melodies. I'm quite musical and I need to embrace that a little bit more when people talk to me about it. I mean, I joined a local band as the guitarist and they already had a guitarist, so it was just a case of I came on and um, they were hoping I could play solo guitar because the other chap, of his own volition, um, announced that he's not very good at the guitar, so they were looking for someone who's slightly more competent. Well, the thing is, not to get too bogged down in the whole guitar thing, but I play the guitar left-handed. When I joined the band and I was asked if I don't mind playing solos, I was like, yeah, okay, I can have a go at it, you know, I've got some pretty fast fingers. Um, And then it turns out that in a very short space of time, I'm actually quite good at playing these guitar solos, but I still don't tell people I'm good at guitar. I tell people I can play the guitar. And I'm the same with the drums. I had eight drum lessons, which were an hour long. Half an hour of each lesson was um, techniques, you know, practicing how to use your hands and get your rhythms and learn paradiddles and all these other things and learn to read sheet music. And the other half an hour was actually sitting and playing. So we were working off the sheet music and we were playing it and I used to play the rhythm out on my legs first, just using my sticks and hitting my legs to work out what the rhythm was and then immediately switched to the instrument and played it flawlessly. After those eight hours of teaching I quit the lessons and I joined a band with my friends from school and I was in that band for three and a half years and we played thrash metal. And you'd think that for three and a half years of roughly once a week, four hours worth of practice, coupled with later on we would actually play a gig most weeks. So you can imagine 
I can't have been bad at it. But I know as my own worst enemy and my own worst critic that I wasn't also very good. And this is the thing about self-appreciation. I'm quite confident telling people I can play the drums because I can play the drums. I'm quite confident in telling people I can play the guitar because I can play the guitar. I can also sing, I can hold a note, I can harmonise very well. But when it comes down to somebody saying, oh, so have you been taught? No. So how good are you? Yeah. It's that, you know, and even when I do turn my hand to my own things, you know, I've, I've been creative in other ways, you know, I've written stories, I've written poems, I've written songs, as I've explained, I've also recorded my songs, and after a while, all my ideas end up being the same, and I do have lots of ideas flowing around, and I think, yeah, that'll be a good thing to try, and so on, but I just never congratulate myself enough when I complete something to make me get the impetus to do more. So, the thing about self-appreciation is... The definition of it really is about being happy with positivity towards yourself. It's about... I've talked about my mum before, and my mum was not a particularly good person at giving compliments, certainly not to the face. I'd often find out from other avenues that she'd actually been quite complimentary about me behind my back. I didn't understand the point of that, because why tell somebody else and not tell me? How am I supposed to know I'm doing well if I'm not being told I'm doing well? So what it meant was, I reached a point quite quickly in life where when somebody complimented me on something, I was in a position where I had no idea how to handle it. I didn't know what to say, I didn't know how to behave, and I came off as bored, I came off as being above this whole thing, I came off as quite cocky. But in truth, I just didn't know how to respond or how to react to somebody saying, well done. And. I mean, obviously, I've done quite a bit of research, as usual. Um, We don't sell you short in this podcast. I've done some research before starting the episode, and I read a wonderful line that kind of nails my personality to the wall. Flattery is much nicer than insults. It's very true, but you know what? I'm really good at insults. That's the one thing. No, two things, really. I'm very good at insults. I'm very good at putting myself down. I'm certainly better than you are. So flattery is much nicer than insults, I do agree with that, but sometimes it's really difficult for me to just take it. I can't take flattery. Even to the point where, you know, I've questioned why my wife of some 20 odd years that we've been together is actually together with me. Not the Groucho Marx thing of, I don't want to be in this club if this club would have somebody like me in it, not that, but it's just kind of like, I look at her and I look at me and I just think, how did we end up together? Because she could have done so much better but that's just a you know a self-worth self-value kind of thing from my side but as I say the self-appreciation is a very different thing so at work what they've started doing now and I think I suspect it's come from the whole lockdown thing where because people are essentially on a video camera and they're in their own homes and what have you I suspect that somebody's had the suggestion of to help mental health really that we should be praising each other a lot more, you know, recognition of good work and things like that. So they've started doing that a lot more in these Teams meetings and there's been a lot of recognition and positivity and so on and so on. But there's a little voice in the back of my head that just thinks it's all so fake. It's fake. Somebody said it's a nice thing to do to compliment people on good work that they've done. But then when they say, oh, thanks so much for your hard work, I'm just going, oh, shut up. Because it feels fake and it feels empty. However, Conversely, it is needed and it is necessary. 
My team, they love a unicorn. Now let me explain what I mean by that. In teams, there are different icons and gifts and things like that that you can award people. You know, you can, and they've, they've actually in Microsoft Teams there is a praise icon where you can click the praise icon, you can type in a username, and you can type in some blurb as to what it is that you're praising somebody for, and send it to them, and it's seen by everybody in that channel. And I do that for everyone on the team. When they've done a good piece of work, I call them out for it. I've had to have a chat with one of my guys on my team because he doesn't like it. He doesn't like being recognised. And he is my generation. He just doesn't like people recognising him doing good work. He doesn't like being thanked for doing good work because in his eyes and in my eyes, I'm there to do a job. I'm being paid to do a job. So when I've done the job, that's me getting paid. My pay is my thanks. But as I said, they love getting a unicorn. But the problem is, strangely, is that I'm the one that dishes out the love to the team. I never receive them. But then I started thinking, well, what happens if you get too much praise? Because it can be dangerous giving out too much. Dangerous is a strong word, but you understand what I mean. It can be risky giving out too much praise. Because then I think people get complacent. They start to become sloppy. They expect praise for everything. And it started me thinking about my son as well. Because when we raised him, we praised him if he did well, but we discussed things with him if it didn't quite go as well as we'd hoped. And the thing was, my son used to have this thing. I'm, I'm genuinely hoping he's over it now. But he used to have this thing where if he was trying something new and didn't get it straight away, his frustration went through the roof and he just shut down and wouldn't try again. Basically, we've shown him how to be a better him. And I think that's a good thing. When I compliment him, he responds and he knows how to respond. I don't feel awkward complimenting him and he doesn't feel awkward taking a compliment. And I think that means it makes him a more rounded individual because praise will get heaped on him at the same time as criticism. Now, criticism is much more fun to dish out. It's not much fun to receive. And I've got a really caustic tongue and I can say some horrible barbed statements to people and I laugh them off because they're funny. But the thing is, a lot of true words are said in jest and I kind of live by that maxim. I get away with saying some bloody awful things about people. And then everyone just goes, oh, it's only Dexy, that's what he does, he makes a joke about people. No, sweetheart, I'm being serious. But I was thinking, how do I fix my issue with my self-appreciation? What can I do? I did some research, as per, and I found a website with a beautifully written article in it. I'll post the link in the blurb for this episode, so you can have a click on that. But I also found a blog about gratefulness. And there were five interesting points to raise about how to appreciate yourself. So number one was understand the importance. Yeah, it is important that you praise yourself. It is important that you accept praise. And it's important that the praise can come from you and from others. That is important. Number two is value your life. Now, it doesn't mean in the sinister sense of, you know, suicides and things like that. But it does mean that your life is important and valuable. And you should cherish that and you should continue to do that. And number three is to have positive self-talk. Now the webpage goes into a lot of detail here. They've even got some brilliant examples of how you can do positive self-talk. So go and have a read of it. I don't want to regurgitate the entire website because that just that just pads out this episode unnecessarily. But positive self-talk, you know, constant reminders, verbal affirmations that, that you're doing well and that you are good and that you are worth it and you are valued. They're quite important. And number four is actual self-acceptance. You've got to be able to accept yourself, to be able to appreciate yourself. 
you know, all these young Gen Zers who are struggling to do all, you know, struggling to just even cope with adulting and all the other phrases that they've turned into words and verbs. They struggle with their own self-acceptance. And I think my son is slowly coming to terms with the fact that he is who he is now. That's his personality. He's as rounded as he's going to be. And the next thing that's going to become is life kicking him in the teeth or life patting him on the back. That's the next stage he's at. I've said before, and I'll say it again, I tell my wife every time, we can no longer teach my son. We've had to stop teaching him when he was around 10. After then, he's learning. Because we can only teach him certain things and then we can just give him a bit of experience. But after that, he's on his own. And that's what self-acceptance is all about, really. It's about understanding your own flaws, your own foibles, and your own strengths. And celebrating all of them. Recognising that you have these flaws, but also recognising you have these strengths. Play to your strengths. Absorb your weaknesses. It's a very strong message. And finally, number five is to practice gratitude. Feels a bit weird to me. I did have a go at some of these mantras before I recorded the episode, and it felt a little bit odd because... I know there's a cynical voice in the back of my head going, oh, shut up, Degsy, you don't mean it. And that's the point. I'm trying to silence this loud, annoying voice at the back of my brain that just keeps going, you are not worthy. And you know what? I am. I'm Leon Deggs, and I am worthy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>